Hello and welcome back to At the Kitchen Table with MacroWorks. I'm Coach Berg and as always I'm here with Coach Trey. Hey guys. And this is season three episode 25. Woo-hoo. Nailed it. Getting close to the end of the year. I know. <laughs> Almost gonna start another season. Dang that's crazy. From January. I feel like we just started this podcast but we've, we've got a lot of episodes man. We do. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And you two people listening right now we're so <laughs> thankful for y'all. Thanks mom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to start with our client shout outs first because we always want to do the most exciting part first. And I'm going to start with Addie Ramirez because she hit 30 pounds gone this week. She just came back and is killing it, crushing it. So that's why, obviously, she's lost 30 pounds. She hasn't been here for very long. So we're really proud of you, Addie. Super consistent. Very consistent. And then the next one on our list is another person who has just been like killing it. Bailey Waldrop is at 26 pounds gone. Pretty sure we shouted her out recently. But again, she's just someone who has come back and she is killing it. Um, and when I say these girls are killing it, I'm not meaning they're perfect. I, I feel like a lot of people hear that and they're like, well, I could never do that because I could never hit my macros perfectly every day. If you talk to either one of them, they tell you that that's not the case for them either. But they're consistent. They're consistent in the ways where if they do have off-track days, they get right back to it the next day. They reach out if they're struggling. And that's why they can see these big numbers and milestones on and off the scale without being perfect. Because they don't quit or you know get upset if they had a bad day and then make that bad day turn into a bad week or two weeks or months and then quit. Nope. They're just like, all right, let yep, me get back to back it. to it. Oh, had an off day. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I'll just do better tomorrow. So does everyone. I'll plan. I'll learn from it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next one, we got the two. What? Uh, next one on our list. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> hey, apparently, uh, is Lauren, and Lauren has lost ten pounds. Whoop, whoop. So yeah. So Lauren is killing it. She's just doing an awesome job. She doesn't have a whole lot to lose, and you know, but. She's just working really hard, being super consistent, planning well. I mean, she's just doing a great job. She so, is. And then 10 pounds gone because of that. So way to go, Lauren. All right. And the last one on our list is Melissa. And Melissa is at 15 pounds gone. Yeah. So yeah. So Melissa is just killing it. She's doing an awesome I mean, she's one... Like really, I think she might have one of the best attitudes of any of our clients since day one. Yeah, since day one, she she's been she's somebody that we've worked with in the past, and she's always had really good success. But I think it's more of like communication. Yes, and it's, and, it's, and I don't say that in a bad way. It's a very vulnerable thing to do to be honest about your choices, especially when it comes to food. If you're someone who struggled with food, which most of the people on our program do that's why they signed up up we struggle with our food like i used to be addicted to food and not the good kind (laughs) and so we get it but being vulnerable about failing or not i say failing with air quotes but you guys can't see me but (laughs) i don't really mean failing i just mean like falling short sometimes or binging on um when you have a family event or just you know things like that that are really hard to just be like yeah this is what i did it's really easy to hide those things from your coach because you want to do well. You yeah. want your coach to think you're doing good. And it's a natural thing to not want to show our shortcomings to the world, you know? Yeah. And so being vulnerable though, and being self-aware and honest and working with your coach is a huge part of the process. And that's a really unfortunate thing that a lot of people don't ever get. And it's why they're not successful. It's not that they don't know what to do or that they couldn't do it. They just never got to that place where they learned that they had to be honest. And with us, like there's never any like, shame or guilt because we are two people again that used to not be healthy at all and so we get it we understand it we've struggled with the same things we still do 
but we also have the tools to overcome them, overcome those struggles now because we've done it ourselves yeah. as well. And that's why we created MacroWorks to help other people do the same thing. But we can't do that if we don't know the full picture or you're not being honest. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, you know, and this going back to Melissa and her great attitude, like every day that or the days, the few days that she has off. I mean, she's really consistent and that's why she's doing so well. But when she has an off day, her text to us is always like, man, just really struggled yesterday, you know, but I realized that, you know, here's why it was difficult for me. I didn't have a good plan for that, Mm -hmm. but now here's what I learned from it. I mean, so she, she like walks us through her thought process of like why she was off, what she can do to improve. And it's all things that we've talked through with her through this journey and it's just really cool to see somebody just taking everything that we're saying and really running with it because I mean, it's her, her results are showing, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, we, we tell this to our clients a lot, but I don't think, no, I don't know if we've shared this a lot on here is the two most common characteristics of clients that make it all the way to their goal weight is great attitude and great effort. Yeah. You know, so those, and, and she does both. And so, it's not perfection. She's always positive. I mean, it's just super, she's just super positive. And that's, and I can just, you can just feel it. And it's also like, you know, it's fun to work with her Yeah. because every day, even though, even if in the day she, she struggles, she still is like, she learns something from it. Yes. And so that's what, that's what we want for all of our clients. And Sorry. I just went, no, but, I, and but just really this felt isn't like, what this, yeah, what this podcast that, is about, but I think it's good. Cause sometimes I feel like when we just get on these tangents or, or rants, like they're not really rants, <laughs> but I feel like it's because someone needs to hear it. Um, but on the other side of that, like that's what we want from all of our clients. And I keep, I think the overwhelming message here is you don't have to be perfect to be successful mm-hmm. because you're not going to ever be perfect. And that's, where a lot of people fall short because they expect perfection. And then when they fall short, obviously they're going to, cause none of us are perfect. Then they're like, well, I failed. I might as well quit. And that's just not the case. And so what Trey was just talking about, like with Melissa, she's very good at having an off day and identifying how she could have done better. So then next time she's in that same situation, whether it be, well, my kid had a late game or something and that's why I got off track. Okay, well, what did you learn from this day? Next time my kid has a late game, I'm gonna pack my dinner and take it with me. So that way I have food, I don't get too hungry. I don't have to wait till 10 o'clock at night to eat when I get home and then I'm hangry and I just don't even care what I'm eating anymore. Or I don't have to eat concession stand food that I know doesn't align with my goals and makes me feel like crap. So that's, that's kind of like the point there is like when you fall short, we just want you to look back on your day and be able to reflect on why you fell short. So next time you're better prepared in that situation and you can adapt and then implement some new healthier habits that are going to help you reach your goals more effectively. And so we have like, don't make an excuse for it. Just learn come up with a better plan (laughs) exactly, and don't beat yourself off about it. Use it as a learning opportunity every day. That's just what it is. A learning opportunity. But we also have clients on the other side of that, that fail. And we're like, what can you learn from this? And then no response or here's what we'll even like, okay, you're not going to respond. That's fine. I'll go above and beyond. Here's what we see and what you could do. And then again, the next day, nothing. And I'm like, or a, or a day over calories again, they just send their screenshots and, and ignore it's the same problem that they had the day before and they didn't do anything different and they've ignored us. And that's what we mean by communicating. Like those are the kind of clients that like our hands are tied. We literally, the next step to help you would be to show up at your front door. And that would be weird for and both of us. Slap that sandwich <laughs> and slap and that fry, you. Yeah. <laughs> a chicken fried steak out of your hand. <laughs> but if, if you're listening to this and you're a client and you're struggling, like see if you're actually doing your part of the relationship 
between coach and even if it's not us, like with whoever your coach is and yourself, like is your coach the one that's having to chase you all the time and remind you to do what you're supposed to be doing? Is your coach having to like pull it out of you what your struggles are? Or are you the one coming to your coach with your struggles? You're the one coming saying like, hey, this is what I did. How can I do better? You know, like, because if if that is you and you're the one where your coach is constantly reaching out to you and you're just not responding or you're not being responsive or you're not implementing the tools that they're giving you, that's, that's not the program that's not working. It's you. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, that's totally not what this podcast is about. <laughs> but I guess after that little message, whoever you are that needed to hear it, our two listeners out there, <laughs> um, we're going to segue into what we really wanted to talk about today. And what made me think about this is I was having a conversation. We're going to be real here for a little bit. Okay. I'm going to take off my nutrition coach hat and put on my just normal person hat. This is just me. Our dog over there is just laying really funny right now, and I can't stop looking at her. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish y'all could see her. She's laying on her back with her legs just sprawled out. Like, You're a you lady. Okay? You okay, bro? You're a lady. Come <laughs> yeah, on. Me. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, I was talking to Trey about this the other day, and I preach to all of my clients, like the goal is not to have to log and weigh your food forever. That's not the goal. If that's the goal that you think is like, if you, if that's what you're striving for, you're doing it wrong and you're missing the entire purpose. Like, yes, we want you to log in, log and weigh your food when you are trying to reach a specific health related, weight related, fitness related, whatever the goal is you have, then it is a very effective tool to make sure you're doing it to the best of your ability and the most effective way is to track your macros and to weigh your food so you can see a portion. Or if you're someone just starting out and you are overweight, you obviously have a very hard time eyeballing an actual portion, which isn't a dig at you. All of us do because of our society. We are we have no idea what an actual portion looks like. And that's why a lot of people have obesity problems when they feel like they're they're, they're not eating that much. It's because your portion sizes are way off. Yeah, you go to Papados and you get a one <laughs> serving, your plate's as big as the no, table. It's actually 10. And yeah, right. <laughs> 10 servings equals one in most establishments yep. these days, which is very unfortunate. But that's why we use our scale. So we can accurately identify what an actual serving size looks like. And if you're someone who's never done that, like go weigh one portion of something and see how off you are. Peanut butter is probably the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Or even just Almonds cheese, or, you know, like that. shredded cheese. Mm-hmm. Like one serving is 28 grams. Go weigh 28 grams and then compare it to how much cheese you actually put on top of your meal. So yeah. that's just an example on why we use those tools, especially if you're just starting out. But again, the goal isn't to have to do that forever. The goal is to do it until you don't have to anymore. And so I'm gonna use myself as an example here. I'm someone who started a nutrition program, what, nine years ago for the first time, Um, weighed 230 pounds. I ended up, I was someone who was very active in my relationship with my nutrition coach. I did everything they told me to do. I reached out when I was struggling. If I had a bad day, I was like, tell me what I can do better and I'll do it. I was so desperate for a change. I would literally have done anything. I just didn't know what to do. And so I needed someone to help me do that. But I wasn't about to spend money on something and not do it. And so that was my motivating factor at the beginning because we had no money, but we made it work because I knew that I had to make a change and I had no idea what to do. So I needed someone who did know what to do, help me. And so I did. And I lost 100 pounds, ended up getting hired from that company, worked for them as a nutrition coach for two years. So did Trey. And then we started our own thing here. Um, And I have tracked my food consistently this entire time. Like I haven't, I, I, there may have been seasons where I didn't track every single day, but I've never stopped tracking my food in the entire time 
over these last nine years, really, where I've been, I've been tracking for different reasons, obviously. Like when I first started tracking, I was tracking because I had a significant amount of weight to lose and I needed to weigh my food because I'd had no idea what a portion was, obviously. Um, and I just needed to learn how to balance my food a little bit better, which is why I logged my food because I was able to see what a balanced meal actually looked like. And then I was learning these things so that one day I could get to the point, which is my hope and goal for all of our clients, we get to a point where we've done it for so long, we can accurately eyeball a portion when we're making our food in our kitchen because we've weighed out 28 grams so many times. I know what 28 grams of cheese looks like just mm -hmm. by looking at it. Um, when I go to a restaurant, I can be like, okay, that's like three servings, not one, what they're claiming because I've weighed it on my scale so much. I know what five ounces of chicken looks like. I know what six ounces of chicken looks like because I've weighed it so many times. I don't need to do that anymore. I know exactly how to balance my meals out with a healthy uh, fat, carb, protein, because I've logged my meals so many times and I can do it without it. But now we get to this point where I stopped tracking my food or I tried to stop and then I ended up getting rhabdo. And I think a huge reason that I got rhabdo is because I was under eating. Um, because for me, when I get busy now, and we're trying to build our business up, especially around the time I got rhabdo, I stopped logging my food because I was just like, I just don't need to anymore. I mean, the same things every day, I'm working out like crazy, but what happened with me is I was under eating without realizing it because I was just so busy and going and going and I wasn't being intentional about it, that my body was not getting the nutrients it needed when I was trying to work out at the capacity that I always had and my body just shut down because of it. And so I learned the hard way, hey, you, you do track your food so you can lose weight and be healthy, but I needed to track my food to make sure I was actually eating enough at this time in my life. So then after that, when I was recovering from rhabdo, I started tracking again consistently. And, I, and when I say I stopped tracking, it wasn't even a month. I probably didn't track for like three weeks. So it again, it, well, I've never gone a significant amount of time without logging since I've started my health journey nine years ago. Um, and then we flash forward to now where I'm, I'm healthy again. I, um, I'm eating great. I'm, I'm at my goal weight. Like I've been maintaining, I'm doing great. And I now I'm at a point now where I feel like I don't want to log my food. And I was talking to Trey about this the other day. And I was like, I just feel kind of like a hypocrite or I feel guilty saying like, I don't, I just don't feel like it. And I don't feel like I should whenever I am a nutrition coach and I'm preaching to all my clients, like we log through the holidays, we do this, we do this, we don't stop just because we're on vacation. We have to learn how to do it. But then it kind of, I'm, I'm reading this Dave, David Goggins book and at the beginning of it, Trey's the one that suggested it. And a lot of people have already read it. It's what's it called? You can't hurt me. You can't hurt me. And at the beginning of his book, he says a quote where he's like, you don't stop. This isn't word for word, so don't quote me, yeah. but he does like a marathon, you know, or he, he was talking about like a marathon analogy yeah yeah sorry go i've done the marathon mm -hmm. analogy before but if you haven't heard that kind one of before, similar it's, it, it's yeah. similar it's really good um and i'll say it again a little bit probably but um anyways he says we don't stop because we're tired or motivation isn't there we stop because we're done and that really like resonated with me because i think that my entire hell journey is such a good description on kind of like the natural way that I want it to be for our clients. And I'm at a place now where I'm done, not in regards to my health goals being done. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop logging and just, or go, just stop eating, healthy, stop eating and, healthy and go right back to old habits. Like, no, I'm at a place now where I've done the work. I have made this a lifestyle change where I will eat healthy the rest of my life. There's never a time I could ever see me going back to the way I used to be 
just because I have built such strong habits now, like I don't even want to, I have no desire to eat the way I used to, you'd have to force me to. And even then, like I, I wouldn't do it. And I just, I think that I'm at a place now where like the work is done and now I just kind of want to live life. And, and this might, again, I might have to start tracking again later just because I need to make sure I'm eating enough food when I get busy. That's my toxic trait as I just don't eat enough and then I hurt myself. Um, but right now it's like, I just kind of don't want to. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a very good thing. But I think the disconnect here is people are like, oh, well, if you're not logging, I don't want to log, then you don't have to. I don't. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm not stopping because I'm not motivated. I'm not stopping because it's the holidays. I'm not stopping because um, I'm overwhelmed or it feels hard or I just don't want to. I did my time. I've done it for nine years for different reasons, of course. I don't recommend it doing that long. Like you're supposed to get to your goal, get to your maintenance range, reverse back up, figure out what number you can maintain at, and then stop logging and weighing your food and ideally maintain your weight without having those tools because you've learned how to do it without it. But for me, again, I had to do it for different reasons. Um, and I have a different bit or my my position is a little different because I am a nutrition coach and I do have my clients log. And so I pride myself in doing it with them. But again, I think it's okay to naturally want to take a break and not do it. And I think that if you're listening to this and you're someone who's like, I just don't want to log anymore. Well, ask yourself the question, like, are you done? If you're not done, then you have to suck it up and keep going or you're never going to get to your goals. Like, I can't tell you how many times in the middle of my journey I didn't want to. I didn't have, I didn't want to log. It's not necessarily a fun thing to do. Um, it did become such a habit that it was hard for me. It's hard for me now not to. Like, on, if I'm being honest, like, it's very hard for me not to log my food just because I'm such a creature of habit. So I probably will continue to do it mm-hmm. later. Well, I mean, we catch ourselves weighing the kids' food, yeah. on it, you know, not even thinking about it. It's just, and it's not because we're, it's not because we are yeah. actually weighing their food and portioning <laughs> things out, just like, oh man, I'm on my, I put the food on the scale. And it, but it's just a habit. Yeah, it's a habit. It's and very so. hard to break habits. And I think that good or bad, And this is a very good habit that I've created. So it's hard for me to break, but that doesn't mean that it's something that I have to do forever. And I think if I'm having these feelings, if I don't want to, I know confidently that I'm going to be able to maintain my weight without logging and weighing my food because I eat the same thing pretty much every day anyways. Um, But again, I think that it's good to reflect on that because a lot of people will quit our program because they're like, well, I just need a little break. And I'm like, you still have 50 pounds to go. Like, you don't need a break. You have to suck it up and keep going. You've been here a month. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm just so worn out. And I'm like over here doing it for nine years. And I'm like, oh, really? That's weird. Um, But anyways, I think that's kind of the whole point to this is like, we don't quit because we're not motivated. We don't quit because we're tired. We don't quit because whatever, fill in the blank, because we're busy or our kids have things going on. That's life. Like you got to suck it up and figure out how to do it. And if you don't know how to do it, then you need to get a coach. And if you're one of our clients then you need to reach out to us and let us know you're struggling so we can help you because, hey, we are also coaches who have three kids that are all very busy and involved in stuff. And we're living the same, we're, we go through the same struggles that you guys do. We just have tools in place that we've learned to implement, to be able to still prioritize our goals while we're busy. That's why it blows my mind that people are like, well, I'm just so busy. I have to quit. And I'm like, ask us, we can help you. Um, but we don't quit because of those things. We quit because we're done period. Like if you're not done, you don't quit. Mm -hmm. And by quitting again, I don't mean I'm going to stop logging and I'm going to go back and eat my old lifestyle that I used to do. No, I'm going to stop logging my food and continue to prioritize my health. I'm going to eat my, if I'm hungry during the middle of the day, 
I'm going to eat an apple and all the watermelon for my snacks. I'm going to have my same normal protein high or high protein breakfast that I always eat. I'm going to have a very well-balanced lunch that I've always eaten. My dinner is going to be high protein and healthy carbs, lots of veggies and stuff like that. And then I'm going to have a small treat at night with Trey when the kids go to bed like I always have. 80-20 rule is what we preach and what I do and what I, what I would continue to do even if I never logged my food again. But again, I don't think that's going to be the case because I'm a crazy person and I actually enjoy logging my food now. It gives me, <laughs> I like to feel like I'm in control and when I'm not logging my food, I feel very out of control, even if I'm eating the exact same things I've always eaten. But it's okay that I don't. And I think that that's, if you're someone listening to this and you're just like, I just don't feel like it, that's normal, but that doesn't mean you have to quit. Mm-hmm. It's like, Think about it in like regards to like your kids if you're a parent. Like there's so many times your kids are like, oh, I just don't want to brush my teeth or, oh, I don't want to have to do this. Of course you don't want to. It's natural to not want to do things like that. But as an adult, we know we have to do these little tedious things for a greater good if we ever want to accomplish that. Like your teeth not rotting out, that's why we brush our teeth. We have to do our laundry. It's not very fun, but if we didn't, our families wouldn't have any clothes to wear. Um, I don't, I hate doing the dishes. If I didn't do the dishes though, we wouldn't have any clean dishes and our house would look like a pigsty pigsty because dishes would be all over the place and dirty food everywhere. Like it's the same concept with logging. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I just feel burnt out, like it's okay. That doesn't mean that you have to quit. It just means you have to keep going until you're done. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to do it anymore. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that was a big thing for me too, is feeling like I'm never going to be able to stop doing this. And that does feel heavy and overwhelming, but that's just simply not true. If you do it really well now for a certain amount of time, then you don't have to after that. If Yeah, if you have to do it forever, then you're doing it wrong. Yes, that's so, not ever the goal. Because we do have some clients that do get to their goal weight and do really, really well, but they didn't change their habits. They're mm-hmm. just eating less junk. And that's why they quit logging when they hit their goal weight, and then they gain it all and, back. And then they have to start all the way over, and then it's you just a it right. vicious cycle. So that's what, like, what we've done is we've built habits. It's not just like, you know, when we were losing, we didn't eat great, but we developed good habits over the years. Mm -hmm. And now our habits are so, I mean, like Burgundy was saying that she has to log her food so she knows that she's eating enough. And it's not because she's like, oh, I just only eat this. You know, she's eating these big, massive, huge bowls, these big stir fries, burritos, tacos, all kinds of things like that, that that we make at home. And there it's a ton of food, but it's just low calorie. And it's, it's all veggies, low protein or yeah. lean protein and stuff like that. So, but yeah, that was just, you know, just wanted to make a little disclaimer there that, you know, I don't even know where I was going with that. No, well, that but, a great yeah. example of that. I don't think we talked about this. I did on my Instagram stories, but the other day, I guess it was like last Friday. I've been craving for some reason, Chick-fil-A breakfast. I used to eat one of their chicken biscuits almost every day when we lived in Lubbock. And this was when I weighed 115 and I had like a 12 pack guys. But I don't say that because I don't want you to think that you can eat that stuff. She was also working out four hours a day. (laughs) I was, but I was miserable. (laughs) Like, let me just say, I felt like crap all day long. Obviously I was working out like a maniac, but I was not fueling my body well. So all that food I was eating was not being burnt as energy because there's no nutrients in it. And so, I mean, a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A is not that bad, but I'm just saying, like, I was not eating well. But I haven't eaten that in a long time, and every time I do, I'm reminded why I don't. And again, they're not bad. If you can fit it in your macros, like a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A is like 400 calories. Like, it's not crazy and it's easy to balance that out throughout the rest of your day which was my plan last friday i was like i really want this sandwich i'm going to plan it plan for it log it and then the rest of my milks will be healthy 
and nutrient dense so I can balance it out and feel good. Well, we go and get that sandwich and I ate it. It wasn't as good as I remembered. And then two, I was hungry probably five minutes later. I was ravenous. And my normal breakfast is around 320-ish calories. And it's a huge yogurt bowl full of fruit, um, sliced almonds, granola, like really healthy stuff. And it's huge, like probably triple the amount of volume as that little sandwich was. And I am full to where like I have to remind myself to eat lunch. And I was reminded when I ate that sandwich of how miserable I used to be when I first started counting macros because I would eat that and I was counting down the seconds until lunch. I was so hungry and I felt like crap. And that's just a testament of like the quality of the calories matter. Sure, it's fun to splurge on things we love every now and then, but that's why I felt like crap back then because I was fitting in whatever I could. And we would eat donuts for breakfast and make it work. And no wonder I was... I would remember thinking, I can't live like this forever because I am literally obsessed with my next meal. That's all I could think about was counting down the seconds until I got to eat again because I was so hungry. But my calories were through the roof because I wasn't, I was eating things like that that are small but rack the calories up really fast. And now when I'm eating my nutrient dense things, which honestly I prefer after having that, I was like, well, now I'm reminded I don't like this stuff as much as I actually like my healthy food. I'm full. I'm satisfied. I, I have to remind myself to eat, which is unheard of for me <laughs> because I'm just, I'm naturally fueled and satisfied and my body's actually getting the fuel that it needs to survive. And my calories are so low because I'm eating calorie nutrient dense, nutrient dense calories to where I'm having to eat more throughout the day, which is a really great problem to have. And then when I go to work out, I'm able to push a lot harder in my workouts. I'm getting PRs like crazy because I'm fueling my body well, eating the same amount of calories as I was eating junk, but I'm not miserable. I'm not hangry all the time. I don't have headaches as often anymore. And I'm not counting down the seconds until my next meal. And I'm not chugging diet Coke to make myself feel full in between meals like I used to do, which Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. But (laughs) all that to say like food quality does matter and logging isn't necessarily fun, but if you're not done yet, you gotta keep going. You gotta be an adult and realize that sometimes we have to suck it up and do things for the greater good. And we don't stop until we're done. Yep, that's right. All right, anything else you want to add? Nope, I think you covered it. <laughs> well, I think we're done here, so we're going to wrap <laughs> this up. <laughs> yeah, we can stop now because we're, we're done. We're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you guys. Always really appreciative, really appreciative of all of your support and positive feedback, especially with our podcast. Sometimes I feel like no one's listening, and then we'll have like 10 clients sex us. are like, we loved your podcast, and I love this episode, and thanks for the shout-out. So if that's you, thank you. Um, for those positive vibes. And if there's something you want us to talk about, please let us know. Because again, we want to talk about what you guys want to hear, not what we just want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.